Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. Hello, pretty ladies. You are listening to Instant Pretty Podcast. I am your co-host, Abby Kiefer, and today we have a very special guest. You guys might know her. Not sure how she'll she'll uh, read on the <laughs> podcast, but it is n- our, our favorite, time. our favorite, Talia Keen. Well, and um, I'm introducing you because we are interviewing you today. Yes. Miss Talia just returned from Iceland. Yes. And so today's episode will be all about her time over there. Yeah, Icelandic beauty. So that's going to be the focus of today. I'm hoping, of course, there's going to be some travel aspects to it as well, but this mm-hmm. isn't really going to intended um, to be a travel. Was Iceland podcast. on our list of places, our top list? No, it was not, but it is extremely popular. And I'm sure even listeners out there, you either have been there or you know someone that just came back. Yeah, or I know had two people have been there. It's crazy. So my husband just, he surprised me with a trip to Iceland and I was 100% on board because I just think it was, I don't know, I just find it to be kind of an unusual spot to think mm-hmm. about going to, but it was so awesome. And I would highly recommend anyone taking a trip to Iceland. So what was your um, first impression sitting there? Did it meet your expectations of what you were expecting it to be, or was it completely different? Um, It was, I mean, it's still European. Um, They're part of the EU, but they have their own currency, which is called the Kronos. So there's... Oh my God, I think I have, I think I have a stock called Kronos. No, that's that's um, a weed stock, actually. No, it's a weed stock. <laughs> it is I'm pretty sure stock. it's a weed stock, Abby. <laughs> get, your, get your weed stocks right. No, hey, but it's you're called Kronos, right. It though. is called Kronos, but this is with a K. So um, it's, you know, like our dollar bill is, that we'll say USD. When mm-hmm. they when you read Kronos, it's I-S-K is, you know, the, the configuration. So, but it's European, so it's not that far-fetched. You know, I've been to Europe many times. But there was just something about Iceland and the thought of going that there was just a, a difference about it just because it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's got a very bizarre landscape to it, first of all. I don't know anybody from Iceland until I went. Now I, I swear I have like friends for life because they're the nicest, coolest people you'll ever meet. It's incredible. It's a very small country. It's just north of Ireland um, in the Arctic Ocean, just southeast of Greenland. Um, and it was just a really clean place to be. It's very, um, uh, the population is very low. About two thirds of the population lives in Reykjavik, which we spent most of our time is in Reykjavik, which is the capital. Um, and it's, it's just a, it was a wonderful place to go. We went for a full week. Wow. That's awesome. Um, how was the weather? Was it cold? Well, of course, you expect it to be cold in February, so we were prepared, but it wasn't as cold as I was expecting. I mean, I've been a lot colder. Like Two years ago, we were in New York City, and it was the worst cold I've ever experienced in my life, and I'm originally from Maine. So it's just like one of those... I think it's just... The proximity of Iceland, yes, there are glaciers that are there year-round, and it can get very cold. And it's I think the thing that struck me the most was the wind. So on a daily basis, you can have anywhere from a 30 to 50-mile-an-hour wind gust um, or sustained. Like we went one out of the city one time, and it was like 40-mile-an-hour sustained winds. So it's intense. But it was a lot milder. It actually rained quite a bit. And I think it's supposedly there's something about the jet stream that goes around Iceland mm-hmm. that – uh, insulates it a little bit as well. So you can have a milder feel to it than, say, even New Hampshire, Maine, or Canada, parts of Canada. So in that respect, it uh, kind of surprised us. 
the rain did hinder us doing a lot of our events that we had planned. So you, it's pretty weather dependent on mm-hmm. what you can and can't do. Although when it's raining, you're still going outside and walking around in the city and you're still going to try to do what you can do. And everyone right. just kind of does it. It's not a big deal. You know, you just. Is it like a Florida rain where it's like monsoon and, or is it kind of like a nice like drizzle? It's like more of a drizzle. Yeah, but it's constant. I mean, there yeah. was a couple of days it rained more than half the day. But again, it doesn't stop you, you know, especially mm-hmm. when you travel someplace. You want to you want to make sure you try to maximize it as much as possible. Um, how is your skin going from the humidity of Florida to over there? Again, I was prepared. I brought extra moisturizing products, but I didn't need to use them at all, I think, because it did rain. Mm-hmm. Plus, I knew I was going to buy products there because yeah. I wanted to do this podcast. So I figured being there, I would be able to pick up some other um, items that could help. But I didn't need it at all. So I, I had my regular regimen that I have, except for I did use one of the products that I purchased on the second day the entire time, which I loved it. But other than that, it wasn't, it wasn't a stretch for me at all. How was your hair? Um, like a mess the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I will say, like, don't even worry about it. And either you're going to wear it up, which I just don't wear my hair up that much. You're going to wear hats um, and just be prepared for it literally to look like you are a Tasmanian devil when you walk in a restaurant because it is very windy. It's wet. But, you know, it was no big deal. I mean, again, we're going to a place where we're going to be in and out of a lot of layers and mm-hmm. hats. And so it's, I don't stress about that. It's probably not like a yuppity impress. You know, you got to impress people when you're there, right? No, I didn't see a lot of that. I mean, it's not like going to, say, an Aspen where fashion is a little more important. Um you know, the people of, of Iceland, from what I've been able to gather through the, the time I was there and trying to learn as much history as possible, is that they come from very simple, humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of um, exposure at this point because um, their tourism, they've been brilliant on getting people to their country. And um, but they're no they're like a no fuss kind of culture, but super friendly. I can't stress that enough. So friendly and tons of other Europeans and tons of Americans were there. So you don't even have to learn, know their English at all. Like I was just joking um, with you before we started this podcast. There's this one word that everyone's going to, you know, want to learn or learn at the end. And it's called skier. <laughs> Let's hear you, Abby. Skier. 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 And what does this word mean that you're having to say on air across the radio waves? Skier. So, it's... It's actually one of their national favorite foods, and it's a very thick um, yogurt, mm. and it's usually plain yogurt, and they'll add sugar and berries to it, so they'll eat it morning, noon, and night. They'll wow. add skier to other meals, potatoes, they eat a lot of potatoes. There's a lot of like meat and potatoes in their culture, um, but skier, <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. Can we, can we get a, um, it literally ha- is the only word I know. Using a sentence, Actually, please? there's talk, which is thank you. <laughs> talk? Talk is thank you. Um, but their language is difficult. And I, what is it? So it's a combination. It's Scandinavian, and then they also have some Gaelic influence in there. Oh, wow. So um, it's, it's you very long words, like in German, where you'll have, you know, three syllables or three words put into one word to make that one word. Like, you know, even as simple as like kindergarten, right? That's two words, that, but it's a long word. In Icelandic, there's, their words are very long, many of them. Um, it's very difficult. I literally couldn't pick up anything, and I'm usually pretty good with language, but everybody speaks English, so it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, and their English is excellent. 
you know, even the joking, like we, we hung out with a couple one night and we could be sarcastic and joking with them. And sometimes when you have that language barrier, they can't quite pick up on the, yeah. you know, the, um, the humor side of it, but no, they're funny and smart and just really cool people. Um, how was getting there from Florida? I mean, what was the, the travel like? Um, we went through JFK, which is always a nightmare, but the, um, it wasn't so bad, honestly. It was like two and a half hours to JFK and then a little over five hours to get to Iceland and they're five hours ahead. So we arrived at 6 a.m. in the morning and it was actually very busy in the airport. So I think they have a lot of these red eyes that are coming in from all over the world. And, um, and I think it might even be by design because we knew that one of the first places we wanted to go was the Blue Lagoon, mm. which is a very popular um, destination spot, which has their hot springs. And so you just find a, um, a bus kiosk and this one bus, a huge bus, takes air, all these tours to the Blue wow. Lagoon. And then you get there and then you just do a transfer um, ticket into Reykjavik right after. So we went there and spent um, all morning at the Blue Lagoon. That's awesome. So um, you said there's tickets to get there? Well, there's a bus. I mean, you take a bus transfer. It's about 25 minutes from the airport. So it takes about an hour to get into the airport from uh, from the airport. I'm sorry, from the airport to Reykjavik. It's about an hour. So halfway halfway through, you can go to the Blue Lagoon. Oh, that's a nice Which break. is, again, it kind of seems like it's by design. I mean, the Blue Lagoon apparently was found by accident. Iceland is a volcanic country. So they have um, living and dead volcanoes that support the entire infrastructure of the the ground and the country itself so it literally looks like you're on the moon it's bizarre the lava fields it's all lava fields and then every now and then you'll have a small little town that has been all the lava uh, rocks have been removed and a town has been built but other than that it's just these massive it's crazy acres and upon acres of these lava fields and then these beautiful little mountains here and there too Um, the blue lagoon they were doing some um, geothermal Um, excavating or trying to find places within Iceland to utilize the geothermal energy. And in the seventies, this lagoon just kind of gushed from what I understand the story to be gushed up. Well, they've actually built out an entire pool and it probably runs over like maybe 300 acres. I mean, it's a very, very big lagoon. And then they just built a retreat about a year ago. And that's where we went. We went on to, we kind of did an upgrade in our experience and went to the retreat. But the Blue Lagoon is all natural occurring springs, and it's got a, a slight sulfur smell to it, but it's not overpowering. And it's got lots of minerals, algae, silica, um, mica, all within the, the lagoon water itself. So like when you put your hair up, you need to put conditioner on it and put your hair up, but it'll all get really sticky and stiff. Oh, wow. Um, so they kind of walk you through the whole process of how to do that. And you go in with your bathing suit. The water is about 100 degrees. Oh, nice. But... It's freaky. You get there at dark, 6.30 in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning. It's like 22 degrees out. Everybody's bundled up and you're thinking, crap, I got to get naked just about and get into this water. It's kind of like for me, it's a scary thought because I don't like like any cold so like that, you know, like with a bathing suit on. Just reminds me of those videos. You see those crazy people that jump into the ice water. Polar Granted, plunge. it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, the polar plunge, exactly. But I was just, you know, I was a little nervous about it. Um, so what all did the uh, retreat include? 
So the retreat, um, I'm going to talk some pricing here just so people kind of have a gauge. There are three different price structures. The first one is it's like a general, um, general admission where you pay about $100. You go in. I think you have to provide your own towel, your own slippers, obviously your own bathing suit. And then you're just able to hang out in the Blue Lagoon, like the main part of the Blue Lagoon. Then there's another level up, which they provide towels, your your slippers, and I think one beverage because they have a bar inside, like in the middle of the Blue Lagoon. Oh, fun. So you kind of wade over there and it's all steamy and you can't really see people until you get close to them. And it's just gorgeous. Um, and then we did the retreat, and that was, I think, $345 per person, but it seriously was an absolute um, experience, it. and it, it was just, it was a beautiful, beautiful time. And how, so, and how long did did you have access to do everything? We had access for four hours. It included a private um, changing room, and then half the room was a shower. So oh, nice. it's a beautifully done. It has all these products. The Blue Lagoon has their own product line. So you're able, and they're large sample products. So they have about seven products there that will be yours after when you leave. All your towels, all your robes, all the slippers you could possibly imagine. They're all throughout the, so the spa. So the, the first level, I mean, that, that like, do people travel with towels? I mean, I guess backpackers. Yeah, a lot of people do. Because okay. if you read the blogs and things, like I read a lot of blogs before I went. And the Blue Lagoon also on their website, Blue Lagoon. I think it's BlueLagoon.com or Blue Lagoon IS. Um, they tell you how to prepare yourself for okay. it. But people, the benefit of even the low level is that you're still getting the benefits of all these micronutrients in the spring. And that's Iceland or Icelandic people. That is the lifestyle for them. They do dips, even the kids, even the babies and things like that. They start at a very young age and they're, that hot spring is their lifestyle. They do it sometimes every day, sometimes a couple times wow. a week. But they're at this specific place no as i learned from some locals that they discourage a lot of the locals to go to that particular place so i mean we didn't talk to too many people there just because you're relaxing but it was hard to tell whether who was a local and who wasn't you know in a bikini Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so what all did you guys the various spa rooms that were included with the retreat what it what'd you guys do so they had um, they had their own private entrance to the lagoon and a, a section to the lagoon, and then you cross underneath this. Uh, it's like a little bridge, and then you go into the big lagoon. I wanted to go out there right away because I know in Iceland around this time of year the sun rises at nine, so I wanted to be out in the lagoon when the sun was rising. Pretty because first of all we showed up in total darkness, so I don't even know what's around us, right? So we did. We hung out there, and it's just steam, and the water's so warm, and it's quiet. Could you see through the water? Yeah, it's very clear. And it's and it's really just, it's really only like waist high mm-hmm. or breast, you know, like it's, it's maybe four feet high. So you don't, most of the time you're submerging yourself, though, and just kind of walking along the floor. But it's like a swimming pool, how they've set it up. But the springs come up from, naturally from the earth. Mm-hmm. And so we just hung out there until the, the sun rose. And um, then you see all these mountains around, which you didn't oh, know that were pretty. there. And then we just went back into the spa side. And they have multiple layers of um, pools on the retreat side as well. They have this one room called the lava room which is they have these large round chairs that you just literally lounge and dripping water is coming off of lava rocks. 
I was exhausted. I don't sleep on planes, so I literally snoozed for four hours. <laughs> I'd go and stumble into another room and just snooze. <sighs> so they have saunas, they have steam rooms, they have these gravity-free chairs that I actually Ooh, sat cool. in quite a bit with a beautiful view of the of the lagoon. Um, provided drinks for you. That's awesome. That you could try any of their skincare there that they had or any of their body care. Um, and then they, the, probably our favorite part of it was this cave area where you go in and you have three different sections where you do a scrub. Mm. So you rinse off, you get your body wet, and then they have the silica scrub. And you scrub, scrub, scrub everywhere. And then you go over and you do an algae mask. And then you rinse off and the whole uh, whole nine yards. And then you go to the final, which is, um, it was uh, it was a, like a lava ash um, eucalyptus combination Ooh, and that you could only keep on your body for like five minutes because it's really really powerful and then you just what or what is the, what's the benefit of silica for the skin um, I think it's it, well for, silica for the skin is a hydrator okay. so you're going to get your hydration your algaes all your micronutrients um, eucalyptus obviously is like a um, a vasculator so it helps to stimulate um, yeah it was I mean just an amazing experience. That's awesome. Um, so you definitely recommend Blue Lagoon. Yeah, and I, if you can to upgrade. I mean, if you're going to just do it, you know, once in your life. I mean, it's definitely. Well. It was a, I've been in many spas, but this was definitely the nicest, most interesting experience I've ever had. Wow. And you're not being touched by uh, by the technicians or anything like that. So if you like that sort of thing, mm-hmm. go up the street to the Oriental <laughs> Spa. <laughs> do they have those uh, in Iceland? <laughs> I don't know, but it's just a reference to the what's in the um, news right now. <laughs> um, all right. What about, you mentioned um, how the sun doesn't come up till nine. Did you guys sleep in a lot? Oh my God, we slept so much. And I'm not even a sleeper, but our damn bed was so comfortable. We stayed at a place called the Sand Hotel. Sand? Right in Reykjavik. Um, and the problem with the Sand Hotel is it's on the main drag and it's not the hotel problem. It's that it's on a smaller portion of this main street. So buses don't go up to it. So when you're just getting to Reykjavik, you don't know, we didn't know what was what. We didn't know what direction. You know, it was very hard at first. You just get um, uh, let off at a bus stop. I think it was bus stop six. And that will make sense to you if you ever go to Reykjavik because you're either at bus stop six, seven, mm-hmm. 13. And that way you catch your tour buses a lot of times from those. But from because of where the hotel was um, situated, it took us a while to find it. And not to mention that the Sand Hotel has black lettering on a black plaque. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we literally, and it was raining. So we literally like look like idiots. You know, you always feel like maybe we didn't, but maybe nobody cared. But we felt like we we're looking like idiots. And it's down an alley. <laughs> I mean, and it's beautiful. You really don't want to be found. It's a beautiful hotel. I mean, it's really well done. It's a boutique hotel. I mean, we had a great experience there. But that was a little interesting, uh, you know, and you're tired and all this. So once we got into our hotel room, um, very comfortable. Beds were amazing. There were two channels on the TV, so don't even think you're going to watch TV. <laughs> both of them was in both of them was in Icelandic. Um, and so it was interesting watching the Mueller investigation <laughs> in Icelandic. <laughs> I just didn't understand much, probably for the better. Um, anyhow, yeah. So the, so the Sand Hotel. And that is uh, in Reykjavik. Um, so they say don't drink the water in Mexico. What about 
drinking the water in Iceland. Oh my god, you can just you can you can probably lap it up off the puddles of the street. It's so <laughs> fresh and good. I mean, literally in the hotel, we just and again, blogs would tell you this. You can just drink right out of the tap. And we drank a lot there. I don't know why we were so dehydrated feeling or if it was just so good that we just drank a lot, but mm-hmm. we drank a lot of water while we were there. Um were they weird about giving you water at restaurants when I was in California? I'm a water drinker. Like, I drink water all the sure. time. And I always would have to ask, like, can I get some water? Right. And they, like, almost, like, looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, what? Don't you know we're in a drought? But um, so they were accommodating for your hydration needs? Well, I think with most of Europe, it's the same thing. What they do is, and I even commented to Zach when we were sitting there, I just love the fact that it's not even a question. They just bring a, a large flask of water or... That's what I need. Yeah, water to you, and that's that. Two cups, keep it simple. They even bring a lot of your cup, the silver in the cu- in another cup. Mm-hmm. So you can just set your own. But it's so simple and efficient, like how they do it. They're not having someone serve you water over and over and yeah. over again. You have it ac- accessible to you right there. Um, how was the food? So I was really scared about this part. Um, not because I'm a huge weenie, but I do have some restrictions, like personal restrictions i don't do pork i don't do sheep i don't do really anything baby come to think of it like lamb and veal (laughs) so they do a lot of sheep there um that's one of the staples um and lamb obviously that's one of their staple foods it has been for hundreds and hundreds of years um and that must be tough because it's like you don't want to go over there and be like hi can i have can the american have chicken fingers yeah you want to like enjoy their culture and their cuisine but if you have restrictions yeah i'm not i actually i don't i won't enjoy a culture's cuisine if i don't like it i mean i'm not not, i'm not i'm not overly polite that way i'm just but not that i'm rude i just you know i would rather just have a little salad and not make a big deal of it but i just won't eat it um so i was a little nervous about that but my gosh we ate so well so many great things. I mean, some of it's Americanized, some of it's Europe. They've got European foods over there as well. But we had so many great foods. I mean, we, probably our two favorite were the tapas restaurants that we went to. Um, Puffin is very popular there. So, okay, so some of the traditional foods of the Icelandic people are puffin, whale, which they have the minke whale, which is out in the harbor all um, uh, 365 days a year. I mean, you don't really see it, but it's one of those whales that do not migrate out of Iceland. Um, Shark, a fermented shark, which is a very old tradition of theirs. It smells like urine. Um, I hear it tastes like urine, too. (laughs) Yum. I'll take two. Uh, And horse, which is just like... Oh, no, triggered. Yeah, absolutely knife to the heart. So um, I wasn't going to eat horse. I'd rather eat my right arm. And other things, you know, I wasn't going to try either. But it's mm-hmm. okay. There's, they've got offer, have plenty to offer. And even like a salad was so good. So they do a lot of their own growing in mm-hmm. Iceland now through um, like hydroponic and through greenhouse. The university there t- as well, um, we were told, is starting to grow bananas and trying oh, cool. to get efficient at it so they don't have to import as much. So there's a lot of things there that they still do import, but they're really trying to get self-sufficient about the process. Um, so the food was great. I mean, it was it just tasted clean. You knew it was organic. Um, there's not like the big organic conversation in Europe like there just is here. It just generally there. is just organic there. 
Um, I know I'm wrong in some some respects. I'm sure some areas, but overall, the pesticide use is mm-hmm. incredibly low. Um, what about fashion? Um, fashion was just what you would expect in a northern culture. It's boots, you know, people were just practical. Um, but it wasn't. There wasn't anything that really stuck out. I mean, they have the Icelandic sweater, which is a popular. It's like a very um, close knit wool sweater that also can get wet and not get wet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that they've coined over the years. Um, but nothing, nothing that really jumped out at me um, with that. I will say, but back to the food. One thing I can't stress enough: it's very expensive. It's inexpensive to get there. It's not that expensive to stay there, but the food is ridiculously expensive. It's Probably a, because it's all organic? I don't think it has to do with that. I don't know exactly what it has to do with. I mean, maybe there's some import issues, but the food, their taxation there was very high. So it's a, it is a socialistic country, but it's beyond that. It's like the food. I've been to other socialistic countries that the food isn't so expensive. Mm-hmm. So just be prepared. Like a cup of coffee, a regular cup of coffee is like $5. Um, a latte is going to be like 10 Wow. A sandwich, um, if you get from like a little deli, is going to be about twenty dollars. Holy cow! We would sp- on lunch. We'd spend easily a hundred dollars every time. Wow! And I wasn't drinking during. I mean, I'd have a glass of wine here and there, but it was that's the food. Um, dinner was like one hundred fifty plus. So that was a that was a big deal. Did you know that going into it? Yeah, okay. we did. We did know that. Um, I didn't think I was going to be eating anything. Quite frankly, I thought I'd be losing weight. <laughs> But um, yeah, what about the city dynamic? How do people get around? Everybody. Well, that's not true. A lot of people walk. If you live out in the suburbs, then you there's mass transportation was very what kind good. Of cars do they have? They have bigger cars than in most European countries. So they have a lot of all those. Um, they have some Subarus, Toyotas. If you go there and you want to rent a car. I uh, can't stress enough, you want to rent a 4x4. Four four. So they have um, the Toyotas and the 4x4, four four, like the Highlander, not the Highlanders. They have the Highlander, but the, what's another step up? So that was pretty prevalent there. Um, some smaller SUVs, I think, was on, and everybody had um, the tires with the spokes in it. Mm. So you could hear it when people were driving down the road because it can snow at any point. The, the weather is very erratic and unpredictable mm-hmm. there. But the cars were way bigger than in Europe. Like the the mainland of Europe. All right, cool. Um, anything else you want to talk about the city before we dive into the beauty aspect of it all? Well, the bars stay open really late. Okay. It's a good thing to know. They stay open until about four or five in the morning. Wow. Um, That's nice because the sun doesn't rise till nine. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. We didn't. We you know we didn't party hard. Well, we started early, so we were usually home early. A couple nights we were out. It was super fun because the locals were great. Um, yeah, that people drink a lot, I think, overall, but it's very expensive to just have the alcohol. and. Um, What's their um, alcohol beverage of choice? So, um, Zach did, sorry, Zach, um, you did, he did some shots with some locals, and it was called Black Death. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I don't really understand what was totally in it. They also tried to get me to do a shot of something that had bitters in it, but I don't do of shots. <laughs> yeah, of horse, of horse piss. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been. Um, but yeah, Black Death, I guess, is this, it's a clear shot, and I'm, I'm not sure what's, I'm sure someone on listening knows what if Black Death is. If you know what's is. in uh, Iceland's Black Death shot, please <laughs> comment 
on our recent post. Thank well, you they very do much. Ha- they do have local breweries there. Um, Gull is one of their most popular one. And then I'm a Tito's and Tonic drinker generally, but they have a product called Reika, which mm-hmm. is a, their vodka. Their, um, it was good? Yeah, it was really good. Really smooth. But again, like the drinks are like 15 to $18. Damn. I know, it's very expensive. Um, all right. You want to dive into the beauty portion of this? Sure. So um, going to Iceland, I thought, hey, you know what? Why don't we do a podcast on the Icelandic products? I mean, they have to have something that's unique to their country. Mm-hmm. Um, we all do. So I did. I picked up some products. Um, first of all, in the rooms, in a lot of the hotel rooms, there's this product called Soli, and it's S-O-L-E-Y. They have a complete line of um, hair care products along with facial products and so I didn't purchase any of those because I had access to them and actually mm-hmm. really large bottles to use um, throughout the, the week we were there so Soli is a very popular um, local line that you're going to find in many places and there's in Iceland you don't go to a professional facility necessarily to get your professional products they're in their pharmacies are also called an apotheque and there was one right down the street from me. So I told them I'd do them a shout out to them. And it was the Island Apotech. They were super nice, super friendly on helping me pick some Icelandic products. So um, shout out to you all. And let's see. So I, Soli is located in most hotels. Um, I, I liked it okay. It's a little too earthy, like hippy dippy smelling for me. I, but what I did like about it and what I wanted to say about the product is it certainly was a good cleanser for your um, shampoo conditioner and body, but it was also very good for unisex. Mm -hmm. So I can see why it would be a popular line to have in hotels because both men and women, it was very um, user friendly for that. Um, Abby, you and I actually did part of this other kit. There's this other line called skin and it's S K Y N. It's called skin Iceland. You can find their products at SkinIceland.com. That's S K Y N again. And I picked up a couple of products from them cause I thought they had really clever marketing. This one's called the skin hangover kit. And I thought for sure I'd need it, <laughs> but I wound up getting so much sleep. So it didn't matter, but it's but pretty you, cool. You don't, you didn't need it cause you didn't do the black death shots. I didn't do the black death shots. That's right. I saved myself. So Abby and I actually did these um, little iPads today along with the um, relief eye cream. Let me tell you what's in the package. The skin hangover kit. It was about $60 American. And um, it's basically the concept is in the morning when you had a few too many the night before you were going to do this regimen. So there is the Icelandic eye cream relief. And you have these iPads, and there's two iPad, two packages of iPads per kit. So basically, you have two servings per kit. Um, you leave the pads on for about 10 minutes. And what do you think of the pads? I liked them. I liked them. I've done iPads before, and some of the ones that I've tried are, like, um, really wet mm-hmm. um, and almost, like, goopy. Yeah. So you have to be careful if you're sitting upright that they might start sliding down your face. But these ones were nice. It was almost like... Um, the iPads that we use when we do lashes, right? Super sticky. Um, but you put it on, and then it was sticky on one side, the side that adhered to your skin, and then the other side, it was what would it be like felt almost? Yeah. So it was nice. So I, I liked them. They felt really cold going on, which was yeah, which was nice. And they were good because you could put them right over this product. Mm-hmm. It basically is just it looks like a, a little pen 
thicker pen, I guess, and then you just um, screw the product out. So mm-hmm. you just twist the bottom and the product just gets pushed out. It's like a cream, a cream eye cream, essentially. Um, it also comes with two face masks and there's a two-step face mask and there's blue clay along with the activating gel. So um, that's, again, you can do two separate nights and you leave this on for about 20 minutes. You can do two separate nights or if you had an accomplice. Oh, true. If you had a bestie. Yeah. <laughs> you're drinking for one. <laughs> you're drinking by yourself. Sometimes. Bad enough where your hangover last two days. <laughs> but yeah, this um, two-step um, fresh start mask is it's cute. It says New Year's resolution. Drink eight glasses of water a day. Actual daily intake. Three diet sodas. Two cups of coffee. No water. Surprise that skin looks like lackluster and depleted. No time to eat. No time to moisturize. Coarse, Stella complexion is the reward I get for my bad habits. Fully booked calendar from dawn to dusk for the next <laughs> month. Out of control. Schedule feels totally suffocating. Face is crying out for smoothing and refining. In dire need of a detox and brightening intervention. So that's the intro to this mask. <laughs> it's very honest. I have to, you know. Yeah, it's cute. So it's a two-stepper. So basically, the step two will activate the blue clay itself, which probably also keeps it moist as well. So I liked this. I thought this was a yeah, cute Yeah, super cute. They have a couple of other um, bags like this, too. Um, there was a detox bag, but this, I thought, was just... Mm-hmm. is a good seller. So again, at SkinIceland.com. I also got one more product from them, which is a berry lip fix, and it has wintered red algae. So uh, again, Iceland's known for their algae, silica, all of their micronutrients from their water source. And this is, again, just something I thought was indicative of Iceland. It smells mm, great. It smells really good. It comes in a tube. And, and it's clear. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, when I thought, when I heard berry, I thought it would be like red. Yeah, no. Don't let the delicate skin on your lips get destroyed by the stressors of everyday life. From blazing sun and zero humidity to blistery cold and bad habits, achieving and maintaining soft, supple, healthy looking lips is a constant battle. Lipberry Fix is an ultra-moisturizing balm that rapidly melts into silky serum, eradicating dry, peeling lips on contact. Wow, Abby, that was really good. Did you, were you reading that? I was. <laughs> oh, no, that's just cute. Let me, but All right, this is what I was actually looking for. Found the perfect shade of red lipstick, even though, no, it's not even red. It's clear. Um, too bad I can't wear it. Chapped flaky oh, lips. Oh, that's are, why. Should have kept reading. Chapped flaky lips are ruining my makeup application. Sunburnt all summer, cold and ravaged all winter. What is the deal with the perfectly parched and peeling state of my lips? I need a miracle balm that can nourish, repair, and smooth out my pout on contact. I like their branding. Yeah, I Super do too. Cute. It's good. So then, oh, so there was one disappointing thing. So I'm here in Iceland trying to to see true to Icelandic products. I get this I, back to the hotel room. It says Skin Iceland, and it's actually made in the U.S. Wah, so wah, wah. on one hand, that is a bummer, but we also know we've got a strong FDA, so we know that's good. You know, And they may be marketing this in another brand that I'm not aware of, so just something to look for. It. Love the product regardless. Support your Icelandic skincare through American, do- American dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's our next one? Um, Feel Iceland? Yeah, Feel Iceland. So this one is um, my favorite, I have to say. And it was just purely a fluke. This is not one that I had um, initially done any research on. This is one I stumbled across. There was a couple of the products that we have that I've actually knew about ahead of time. So Feel Feel Iceland is um, a company that has a serum 
is the one that I purchased. It is a hyaluronic and algae combination based serum. Comes in a very small little, yeah. small but beautiful little bottle dropper. Um, and a little bit goes a long way. A little bit goes a long way. One dropper. This is the product I used every single night. I didn't need anything extra, I found. Um, and I was using it in the morning, too, because I wanted to try to get We're maximized. lubing up right now. <laughs> What's that? Oh, yeah. We're lubing up with this. Oh, yeah. We're lubing up. That's right. Stuff. On the hands. Um, they also, this line is kind of interesting. They have the collagen capsules. Oh, really? And they have powdered collagen, too. So they have this whole other side to this company outside of the serum. So soft. It was pretty expensive, I'd say. I mean, this was $70 for this tiny yeah. little bit. 0.2 fluid ounces. 0.2 fluid ounces, $70. Again, your money doesn't go really far in Iceland, so I'm not sure if it's just that or the fact that it's just... But it's a beautiful product. I'd buy it again, to tell you the truth. They do have one bottle size up from this. And I'm. I, it was like double or if not double or triple. I think it was like Did you look and see where this one's made? Is it made over there? Yes, this is made in Iceland for sure. So it's called Feel Iceland, uh, and that's feel, F-E-E-L, Iceland.com. feels and so soft. I put a little bit on my, the back of my hand, and it's like I'm feeling the difference between one hand and the other, and it's really nice. It's really nice. It's, it's almost velvety. Yeah, I've loved, loved um, working with this. So just also check out on their website this collagen um, powder and these pills. They have a whole supplemental uh, category to their product lines. Yeah, this is nice. And mm-hmm. it says feel Iceland from the outside in. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next? So anyhow, that was my favorite. Let's talk about Ud. Ud. It's U-R-D Ud. So I actually picked up this soap because it was, uh, to me, uh, very indicative of uh, like an Icelandic product. It was a great gift product too. I intentionally mm-hmm. brought it back for Abby. Um, and the smell of that particular one. Really nice. I loved it. So you tell me, Abby, what do you think of the um, It came in this cute little... Um, soap. Yeah, it's a soap. It came in this cute little box, slide it out, and it's, um, I think, kind of like lush soap, where it's like a big chunk, but it was in the shape of a volcano. Right. So, and it was like this really pretty, like, rusty color, and the smell was so nice. It, and it, I um, showed it to Maxwell, and it's in his shower right now, because that's where I most of the time but <laughs> yeah but um it's nice because it has a visual now abby it smells really good but it's not too masculine and mm-hmm. it's not too feminine it's not like a fruity thing um yeah it was really really nice they also have um incense well not it wasn't exactly incense but you know the um the liquid uh jars like a with diffuser the scent that, is it considered like, a diffuser with the sticks in the it the reed diffuser okay the reed diffusers so they had those and they also had candles and the candles mm. were beautiful as well so erd which is you are erd let's say erd ready one two three Ud. that's it's our like new send off <laughs> Stay pretty America? No, stay in America and Iceland. So, URD, U-R-D, and it's at URD.IS. So, a lot of um, Icelandic companies will have IS instead of even .com. What about Purity Herbs? <laughs> so, Purity Herbs. Um, Purity Herbs was a brand that I kept seeing in multiple pharmacies. What's cool about their pharmacies is that you mm, can smells so good. buy 
professional products and you can buy organic products and more holistic products. It's a, it's a one-stop shop in these pharmacies. I think a lot of Europe kind of does that anyhow. But yeah. I liked seeing these kind of products right next to the heavy heavy hitters. How did you feel being an esthetician going into a pharmacy and buying nice products? Well, um, you're right. I don't do that a lot, but I went over there. I wanted to be... One with the people? Well, I just didn't want to... Um, I wanted to be experimental. I wanted to have an open mind. You know, I wanted to be taught uh, about their products. So this product just came to mind for, well, I wanted to purchase for a couple things. It is called Viking Balm. So the Icelandic people were originally established from mm. the Vikings. What's that smell? And it's, it's like- a balm. It kind of reminds me of a combination of a tiger balm and then a, it's like a petroleum based. Mm-hmm. But it's what they use it for is very chap skin elbows hands I just put on my lips even yeah lips are great I'm sure for well I read somewhere for baby eczema things like that so it's a very natural ingredient I'm trying to think of the smell it's like it's not peppermint maybe is it eucalyptus maybe eucalyptus they have a very large line and they have tinctures they have skincare there's it's a it's a it's a very beautiful line so it's all all organic and all natural and that is found at purityherbs.is. So maybe the people that go to Aspen, you know, skiing here should pick some of that stuff up. Because if it's good enough for over there, it's definitely good enough for here. Truth. 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 Um, <laughs> next, we have Tamara. I thought it was Tamara, too, but it's Tamara. Huh. <laughs> right? Oh, no. No, Ta- Taramar. Taramar. <laughs> Tamara? <laughs> What do you tell us about the, that Tamra stuff? <laughs> Taramar. Right, Taramar. So I actually read about this line before I went to Iceland. Um, this and the next line are probably the most exclusive lines that they have there. Taramar is um, well known for its antioxidant creams and uh, also their hyaluronics. So they're more of a luxurious line that I think really caters toward of an aging skin type. Mm-hmm. So... Um, they had some beautiful, beautiful products. Very expensive. I yeah. would say for the serums run anywhere from 160 to 250 um, I was able to get a few samples to test. Yeah, Talia has the day treatment, which is a cell-activating creme. Mm-hmm. Um, the serum, which is a skin-restoring bioactive formula. Eye treatment, sensitive skin-lifting formula. And the purifying treatment, which is a skin-firming algae oil blend. So that's uh, something I would encourage people checking out especially if you want to try something i'm, I'm thinking it's more like a lamer but with even more of the facial therapy which facial therapy means anything coming from the sea That's right cool. so that you can find that at taramar.is not tamra not tamra <laughs> <laughs> right right um, now <laughs> bio effect what do you have so bio effect was again another line that i, I researched ahead of time because it got, gets a lot of press uh, they are known for their hyaluronic serums as well. They also have standalone stores, so you can't buy BioEffect in your average store or your average apothecary um, or the pharmacy, rather. Um, BioEffect, I, I would equate it to. Um, uh, what would I equate it to? I mean, um, it would be something along the lines of like an is clinical mm-hmm. or um, even a Skin Medica product line a little bit pricier than that though their facilities their standalone stores have uh service 
cabins in it as well. So oh, you cool. could get facials and things of that nature. There was one right down the street from us. It carried some odd hours. A lot of the, the they don't work Mondays. They don't work Sundays. So I wasn't able to actually mm-hmm. experience a service while I was there. But BioEffect, uh, you can find out at bioeffect.com. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, the only other thing I want to just comment, too, I didn't mention um, with the Blue Lagoon, they have their own product line. I loved it. I'm still going through the products that I have. Um, they have body uh, shower gel. I love their conditioner and their shampoo. They have a great hydrating cream. And they have a really good face wash. It's a very lightweight foaming face wash. And you can get all of those products at bluelagoon.com. They also have standalone stores in the airports, oh, cool. too. And the staff is very helpful. I, uh, On my way out, I purchased an algae mask for my mother. Um, and you can use it on a daily basis. And it's supposed to really help with um, right. aging skin. Sweet. So, um, yeah. So it was fun. And I hope to do more podcasts about different countries when we experience it in different areas so anyhow thanks it'll for it'll be listening. my turn next yeah you're, where, where are you going Abby I mean, no, I mean Austin's cool but Zephyr Hills yeah <laughs> go, go paddle Lutes. around the water up in there Lutes Florida <laughs> alright well maybe you can uh, report back from Lutes um, on a next episode anyhow thanks for listening guys hope you enjoyed the episode about Iceland and my experience there it was a blast I would encourage anyone to go um, and you can even bring your kids. It's definitely kid-friendly there as well. So Poor Veda didn't get the cut this time. Oh, uh, not this time, Veda, but we'll take Veda to... She's she's her eyes on Paris already, anyhow. But um, thanks so much for listening, and I'm Talia Keen. I'm Abby Kiefer. Stay pretty, America, and Iceland. And Iceland. Stay pretty, Iceland. I'm Jerry Petuck, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist, so thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. Radio Influence.